The reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. Let us be attentive. In those days, many signs and wonders were done among the people by the hands of the apostles. And they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of the rest dared join them, but the people held them in high honor. And more than ever believers were added to the Lord, multitudes, both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and pallets, that as Peter came by, at last his shadow might fall upon some of them. And the people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. But the high priest rose up, and all those were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees. And filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words. Be to you the reader. See in his hands the print of the nails, and place my finger in the mark of the nails, and place my hand in his side. I will not believe. Eight days later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. The doors were shut, but Jesus came and stood among them, and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not be faithless, but believing. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. 
Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life. proclaims the gospel. had some beautiful weather this week, huh? Yeah. I hope it'll stay forever. <laughs> We've all been coming out of hibernation from the winter, and we see all the bright lights and all the vibrant plants and wildlife. It's fitting that this is also bright week, because it has been very bright in all of creation. We've been basking in the warmth and the joy of creation, the creation that God has given us. And sometimes it's a literal bright week. You have to get your glasses out, your sunglasses, squinting in the light. But it's a joyful thing to have this warmth and this joy in all of creation, celebrating our Lord's resurrection. We see the diversity in the flora and the fauna, the dogwood trees, we hear the red-winged blackbirds. So many different ways in which creation is glorifying God. Because all of creation is in the light of Christ. As we sang on Pascha, come receive the light from the light that is unwaning. Christ is the unwaning light that cannot be overtaken by night. And in Him, we see Him reflected in the creation that is around us. If we look around, we can easily see the overabundant generosity of God, His excessive generosity. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but we see all the diversity in the world around us. Have you ever thought, it didn't need to be that way? God could have just created a tree. And every tree was just a tree. And there weren't maples and alders and pine trees and Douglas firs. He could have just created a bird. He could have just created a lot of things in a very boring way. But instead... His overabundant generosity towards us. He decided to make things beautiful and diverse and so many different flavors and shapes and sizes of beauty that we see in creation. And that's in the created world. In the spiritual world, we see this through the blessings and the joy that God gives us. Because He gives us joy and blessings in ways that we often don't expect. Two of those are feast days that we have during Bright Week, two examples of the ways in which God is excessively generous towards us, in His overabundance towards us. The first was on Bright Tuesday, we celebrated Saints Raphael, Nicholas, and Irene. And these saints are from the island of Mytilene, and on that island there's a little village 
where every bright Tuesday, the villagers would go up to the mountain, to the ruins of this old monastery, and do a liturgy. And they had no idea why they were doing that. It was just tradition. On bright Tuesday, we go up to this monastery and we do a liturgy. Well, in 1959, villagers started having at first dreams at night and then waking visions of the same people. Multiple villagers would have an encounter with someone named Raphael, someone named Nicholas, someone named Irene, a little girl, a 12-year-old girl named Irene. And the more and more they had these visions, the more they started talking about it and realizing that they were the same. And eventually they were told by St. Raphael where to go at the monastery to dig and find their holy relics. And they were told their lives. They were martyred more than 500 years before that, just after the fall of Constantinople. And for 500 years they were in obscurity. But this is just the way that God works. Who would have imagined that these saints of 500 years obscure suddenly appear, suddenly appear, right at the right time when the right need was there. It's like God had these gifts. He always has these gifts that He's just waiting to give us. And He found that perfect moment to give us these saints and their relics. And you can go online and look up miracles of Saints Raphael, Nicholas, and Irene. You'll find countless stories of the ways in which in the last 60, 70 years they have been blessing us and blessing us and blessing us. All because more than 500 years ago, now almost 600 years ago, these saints were martyred on Bright Tuesday in this tiny little monastery on an island in the middle of the ocean. And now today they bless us. We have this on Bright Friday as well where we have the feast day of the life-giving spring. And again, a situation where an emperor of the Byzantine Empire, uh, Emperor Leo, was miraculously led to this spring outside of the city of Constantinople. This was in the early 5th century. And there he was at this spring, and he anointed, he was told by a voice from the heavens to anoint this blind man, anoint his eyes with the water. And the blind man was given sight. And so he eventually became the emperor. He wasn't at the time. He built a church over the spring. And for the last 1,500 years, the spring, which still is in existence today, has been healing and healing and healing. And the hymns of the Orthros described it like a clinic, like a hospital, and described all these different diseases and sicknesses that were testified to be healed by the life-giving spring. In one of the hymns it says, The works of your spring are truly greater in number than the grains of sand and the raindrops. Yet who would have imagined? Again, just a person on a horse outside of a big city being led by God, in this case by His Holy Mother, to this spring. And now for centuries, people have received healing from this spring. Because this is the way that God is. God is abundantly generous. Generous beyond ways that we can imagine or comprehend. Constantly giving us more things, things that we don't even imagine or think of. Today we celebrate a saint, Saint uh, Ephraim the New Martyr of Nehemiah. 
And likewise with this saint, he was martyred and was lost in obscurity. And then only in the last century, there was a pious nun who was trying to rebuild a monastery that had long been torn down. And when she was rebuilding this monastery, again had these visions of this saint who eventually led her to his relics. And Saint Ephraim is particularly poignant because he's a saint that is known to help those with struggles with addiction. What a better time could God have given us this gift than in these recent decades. Truly, God has so many blessings that he gives us again and again and again. And this is what we're experiencing a little taste of right now in Bright Week. That's why the church gives us these feast days during Bright Week. Because this is the time of renewal. Bright Week, properly translated, is renewal week. That's what the Greek word means. And it's a time of renewal. What is renewal? It's making new again. We have been made new again through our Lord's resurrection. But it's not just the gift of God, it's also the spiritual travails, the labors that we have gone through. We've gone through all these 50 days of fasting, of increased prayer, of services, of greater acts of charity. And we've reached this peak, this summit of the Lord's resurrection. So we have this whole week that's called Renewal Week. Why? Because everything that has gone up to that point, we want it to continue forward. It's not that we just got renewed during Lent and now we go back to our quote-unquote normal lives. This is the way we think of it so often. But as the name of the week says, this is the time of renewal now. Now is the time when we take everything that we have received from God during Lent and we continue to bring that into our lives, continue to bring the light of Christ into our lives. Because there is a temptation as we come out of Pascha. That temptation is to go back into hibernation, spiritual hibernation. Unfortunately, we've had all of creation telling us, stay in the light, stay in the light. This is the joy that's around us. But we can so easily, in our fallen ways, turn back and slowly take the path back into our own little caves of passions and sins and temptations and continue that for another 10 months. And then we go, Lent is here, okay, let's try this again. What it should be, instead of this cycle up, and then we go back down for the next year, and then up, and go down for the next year, what it should be is we go up, we keep that for the next year. The next year, we go up more. We keep that for the next year. The next year, we go up more. And in this way, we are slowly ascending, ascending, ascending to our Lord and Savior. So let us keep the light of Christ alive, brightly lit, let us turn away from those temptations that have always been there, that we've been fighting against for the last 50 days. May we continue that fight by God's grace and through His glory. Amen.